Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real, Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep-free trial and a 10-year warranty, so you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code IDO for an exclusive 35% off. Because every mom deserves a good night's sleep, and with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash I do.
Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show, where I welcome Dr. Carolyn Curley. And Dr. Curley has a PhD from the University of California, Santa Cruz, is a tenured biology professor at the University of California, San Diego, and is the author of numerous scientific research articles related to environmental conservation. As a scientist, Dr. Curley relies on logical thinking, but she also values quieting the mind and fully integrating our feeling intuitive selves to navigate the flow of life from a place of wholeness. And that's exactly what we talk about today. We talk about tapping into our intuition, understanding our true authentic self, understanding the negative stories that we tell ourselves, where they come from, so that we can live more authentically. And if we're able to do this, we're going to show up better in our relationships. We're going to be in healthier relationships. We're going to choose better partners, and we're just going to have a better life. And it's really our life's work to be able to tap into this and live more authentically. It it doesn't happen overnight. It's a process. And as Carolyn and I discuss, she gives a lot of of great tools to be able to do this. So I really enjoyed today's conversation with Dr. Carolyn. I know you guys will too. As always, thank you so much for tuning in, for leaving those five-star reviews on iTunes and Spotify. I can't believe we passed 400 episodes the other day and I didn't really make a note of it, but it's amazing. And, and it's really great to be able to continue to do this and, and share with you all this information that I'm just right there alongside of you getting and, and trying to apply to my life. So I appreciate you guys. If you've been here for one episode, if you've been here for all 400 and counting, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Enjoy today's show. Hi, Carolyn. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here. Today, we're going to talk about the themes from your book. And I thought a good place to start would be to have you share with our listeners why you decided to write a book around the the idea of quieting the false stories in our heads and connecting to our authentic selves. And then we'll talk about how we could do that. Oh, that sounds great. Well, first of all, um, for your listeners who don't know, I'm a I'm a scientist, so I'm a, a conservation biology professor at UC San Diego, and I've been doing that for over a decade. And so I really value my logical brain. I use it all the time to solve problems, collect data, do math, plan my lectures, whatever. I love it. It works great. We have a great um, tool in our logical brains. But I started. I live my life not by my logical brain. It's a tool for me to work work my way through the world. And I noticed when my students were coming to my office hours at University of California, San Diego, they were repeating the same things over and over. They were feeling familial pressure, mostly from their parents to do a certain major or be a certain thing. They were feeling pressure from themselves, pressure from society, all of these different pressures that were building these false stories in their brains. And these false stories, they were confusing that with logic. So I was working mostly with science majors, right? Because I'm in the biology department. And they they were thinking that those false stories were true. They were believing them. They needed to do these things because their brain was constantly telling them these stories. And if they didn't do what their brains were telling them, then they would be failures, 
that they some something bad would come to them, right? And so they were allowing these stories, which are basically fueled by fear and ego, <laughs> believing the nonsense. They were they were allowing those stories to drive their choices as they lived their lives. And so they were missing what happens when you quiet those stories and and go deeper and reach into the place in yourself that is not ruled by fear. And you follow that voice instead. And that voice may be whispering, I want to be a costume designer in the theater department. I want to, I want to interview people and learn what makes their psychology tick. I want to do anything but this biology degree that my parents think I need to get to do pre-med and go on to become a doctor or, or whatever. And they weren't allowing themselves to listen to their truest voice. And so I just found myself giving the same advice over and over. And it would be something like this. Okay. There's a decision before you. Now I want you to close your eyes, reach into your whole entire body and picture yourself as a doctor, a medical doctor. How does that feel in all parts of your body? Now picture yourself being a costume designer for a theater. How does that feel? And so that that repeated advice, and then the students would open their eyes and they're like, oh my gosh, it feels terrible to be a doctor. It's not, there's nothing in my body that wants to do that. I'm resisting, resisting, resisting. It feels terrible. It feels good to be a costume designer or flip it. Maybe it felt great to be a doctor. And so I began to notice that the way I live my life could be of use to these amazing, brilliant students who were wrapped up in their stories of inadequacy, obligation, scarcity, and unworthiness. And their their fears were driving their decisions. And when a scientist, a professor gives a beautiful, brilliant student permission to quiet the logical mind, quiet the stories, don't believe the stories, feel into your body, feel what's true for you, then sometimes the students could actually do it. It wasn't their parent. It wasn't a new age spiritual person telling them this was a person who was teaching them science, but also inviting them to integrate their entire selves to trust that voice that doesn't come from the false stories, but comes from somewhere else that we don't know. And, and the whole process of doing that was very good for me because the, over the last decade, I've been coming out of hiding so to speak, this is how I live my life. Yes, I've published a bunch of papers in scientific journals and I've collected data, but this is how I live my life. And with each step of telling students how they could get in touch with this inner voice, I call it the guidance groove. Get in touch with your guidance groove. That's the name of the book. With with every student I would work with, it was essential for me to come out of hiding from myself, from my colleagues, from the wider world because we all have a fear of revealing our truest self because we've been told if we do that, there will be consequences. And yes, there will be consequences, but the consequences are much more easy to handle than the consequences of being false, if that makes sense. Imagine you go to med school, you go through your residency and then what? You've committed 10 plus years of your life to this and you still hate it 
well, maybe you could avoid some of that torture by listening to your voice from the beginning. Although, is it a mistake that they went on to become doctors? Who knows? I, I don't think things are mistakes. I think they're learning experiences. But so that's what led me to write this book, The Guidance Groove, so that I could teach it. I teach it as a seminar. So I had something tangible, like a tool. I mean, I am a scientist after all. So I like those tangible tools. And and I could share it with my students and say, this is a way to quiet the voices, to recognize when the voices are tricking you and the stories are tricking you and make a different choice. Quiet. And that's, it's sort of a tangible gift to anyone who needs that permission or that invitation, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to dive into how we can access that, that authentic, truest self. But first, I want to ask you why you think our rational, logical mind can sometimes rule over us the way it does. Why that seems to be the, the default? I think it's because we're, that's how we're trained. That's how we're conditioned. That's what we're told is valuable. In our culture, tangible things like logic and doing and achieving and getting and being, you know, on the move, those are the things that we are told over and over again that are valued, that matter, that make money, that make society move, that make corporations, you know, do all the things. And and we we miss the message. So it's conditioning. That's just conditioning. And I think it starts right away. Like you have children. So remember when, do you remember when you're, I have one child, a son, and when he came out of me and they placed him on, on my chest, I was shocked at how much personality he arrived with. He came with a personality, right? But that personality, so, so we all have our personalities. We all have the way we interact in the world. And I think all of us is the same spark and it just gets to interact with the world through Chase or through Carolyn or whatever. But that personality exists, but it's not conditioned yet. So as humans, we start getting conditioned from our parents, from our grandparents, from our society, from TV, from whatever it is we interact with. This is the right way. This is the wrong way. You should do this. You shouldn't do that. And it's this constant conditioning. So I almost think it's it's impossible to escape into adulthood, into adolescence without this conditioning. But when we recognize that it's conditioning, that it's false, then we can start to quiet it. So I'm not saying to people, you're, you're asking why does this logical brain win out, quote unquote, all the time? It's because that's how we're trained and, and we're trained. And, and like I said at the beginning, the logical brain is amazing. I'm living in a house that a logical brain designed and built. You know, I'm, I'm talking to you on computers that logical brains built and, and devised, but it's not great for helping us live our lives in the most authentic way. In the context of relationships, this conditioning can come up in any number of ways. Just, you know, I know personally, I have felt different pressures, not so much now, but when I was younger, you know, of getting married, you know, that, that we're supposed to go down this track and this is what it looks like. Okay. You've been living together for this amount of time. Now it's time to get married. You know, that's the next step. And I, I wouldn't change a thing. So I'm not saying it in, in that context, but I think that might be a, a way that 
it's pretty common that a lot of people would be influenced by, um, you know, I've heard it called the relationship escalator. Like you get on this track and it's like you date, you like each other, you move in. And it's just like this package deal that society and culture can kind of create. And sometimes that's great and that's what you want. But I think sometimes suddenly you find yourself on this escalator in these different realms of life and, and to keep it with relationships for now, it's just important. It's not to say, get off the escalator, don't do that, but to, to check in and go, hey, well, why am I doing this? And and I think that's what will lead us to the depths of your book of, of tapping into our authentic self of what we really want, not what society tells us. So what would you tell someone, let's say in the context of relationships, to, to be able to tap into um, their truth and decide what it is that they really want in their relationship, whether they're in one or seeking one? Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. Do you want to know one of my favorite meals? It's a slice of toasted bread with tomato, mozzarella, basil, olive oil, salt and pepper, and a little drizzle of balsamic glaze. Makes my heart happy. It's so simple. It's so delicious. And I love that all the ingredients get to show off their individual flavors. I used to eat it all the time as my easy go-to meal. And then all of a sudden, there was a ton of messaging out there telling me that I shouldn't eat carbs and that I shouldn't eat bread and that bread is bad. And I hate to admit it, but I cut out bread entirely for the longest time. And it wasn't until recently that I started to understand that not all bread is created equal. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. They've remade carby, empty calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus protein and fiber. I highly recommend that you give their bread a try. They're giving Relationship Advice listeners 10% off when you visit Hero. .co and use the code I do at checkout. I was so excited to discover Hero Bread. It's truly amazing and they've made a product that is tasty and soft while having 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 0 grams of sugar and high in fiber. I'm not going to lie, their white bread is so good and it makes the best tomato and mozzarella sandwich. Last week, Stella and I were back in Florida visiting our family and we all walked to the lake and the only bread we had in the house was hero bread. So we grabbed a slice, walked to the lake, and by the time we got there, Stella had eaten the whole piece of bread and of course, wanted more. So the poor ducks didn't get any hero bread, but Stella did. Since I had cut out bread for a while, every time I ate low quality bread, my body felt bad. It felt bloated and I didn't feel great. But with Hero Bread, I feel good after eating it, which makes my life so much easier because now I can go back to my easy grab and go sandwiches when I'm on the run. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code I do at checkout. That's I do at H E R O dot C O. When you work full-time, have kids, and run a podcast, it's hard to make time for a multiple-step skincare protocol. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, OneSkin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. Let me repeat it. They make it easy 
No complicated routine, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. If you're looking for skincare products that are simple and effective, for a limited time, you'll get an exclusive 15% off your first OneSkin purchase when using the code IDO when you check out at oneskin.co. I've been using OneSkin's body lotion for about a month, and I've already seen noticeable improvements with small wrinkles and textures on my skin, specifically on the back of my neck and the back of my hands, two places where I get a lot of sun. Plus, my skin looks and feels healthier all around. It's all thanks to OneSkin's revolutionary OS-01 peptide, the first ingredient proven to deactivate aging cells responsible for lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin. Unlike traditional skincare products that only mask symptoms, OneSkin pioneered a new approach integrating tissue engineering and cutting-edge science to enhance skin biology for lasting resilience against aging. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using the code IDO at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with the code IDO. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. I'm going to tell you a story from my own life to answer this question. So I was a, um, I'm a field biologist. I'm a conservation biologist. I spent all of my twenties basically going to far flung locations to measure animals. I was up in the Aleutians, the Pribilovs in Alaska, all over the place. And I never wanted kids. I didn't want to get married. None of it was interesting to me or enticing in the slightest because I was busy. I was, <laughs> I had degrees to get. I had data to collect. I just knew that that wasn't for me. I dated lots of people and it was great. And then um, I flew home from my mom's 60th birthday party years ago. And my friend texted me and said, hey, can you meet? I have this great new friend. I think you'll love him. His name's Christian. We'll all be friends. Come meet us at this um, brew pub. So I said, great, I'll be, I'll be there in you know a half hour. So I get there, I walk in the door. Um, my friend, I can see her going to the bathroom in the back and I see this man and I, I heard a voice. This is how strong my guidance, my intuition, my gut instinct was. I heard a voice in my head. I'm going to swear. It said, oh shit, your life as you know it is over. I, I walked up, sat down, immediately started talking to this man. His name is Christian. And my friend came back. We had a great evening. At the end of the evening, he asked me out on a date for the next day or whatever. At the beginning of the date, he asked me, do you want children? I said, absolutely not. I never wanted them. They're a pain. They're awful. And he said, yeah, I gave up on that a long time ago. At the end of the date, which was great, I said, I'm going to have children with you. Now, now this is, you have to know, I was 31, 32. This was a man who didn't meet my physical, what I thought my physical match would be. I never wanted kids. I never wanted to get married. I, I, it was such a strong, intuitive, guided feeling that my whole paradigm shifted over the course of like a 36-hour period. Now, we proceeded to have the most difficult time for at least a year, like fighting like you've never imagined. Like I've never had that fighting and just terrible. And the entire time, my intuition was like, you've got to keep going. You've got 
to keep going. Whereas in every other relationship, my intuition would have been like, get out. This is not worth it. We finally, I finally quote unquote broke. We went to this amazing therapist. This was in Santa Cruz. I, I was at UC Santa Cruz at the time. We found this beautiful therapist who sat us down and we worked with her for for two years. We we stopped when I was feeling nauseated because we I got pregnant with my son. And she helped us come to this place of 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 understanding. And at one point she asked me, why do you stay? And I said, because I know I'm supposed to be here. There's something we're supposed to do together. And of course we had our son. It was, we worked, we worked through all of these things that I think are really key for relationship. And that experience, that decade long experience for me, we ended up not staying married. We've been divorced for about eight years, but he lives two blocks away. We see each other almost every day. We are raising our son who's now 16. We love each other like family. And if I had not listened, if I had let my logical brain drive the day, I would never have stayed. I would never have my son. I would never have this man who is my family in my life in this beautiful way. Now you can flip it, right? So if you're in a relationship where, you know, you have these, you have these um, logical things saying, well, this is not right. This is, this is person's not good for me. And also it feels terrible. Then those are data you can't ignore. So I was having these logical thoughts. This is not, this is so hard. This, he's, this is not working. But my intuitive, my feeling, my emotional body was like, you have to keep going. This is exactly your path. And so how can I explain? When those things are... When when your when your logical brain is telling you one thing, but your fullest heart is telling you another thing, in my experience, when you listen to that voice that you cannot define, you cannot, we cannot measure it. I don't know the mechanism for it. When you listen to that voice, it tends to be the thing that is guiding you on your path. And the the trick or the um, way to access that is to quiet those stories in your mind and really go deep. And that therapist really helped us with that. Quieting what was happening. Why do we go forward? If we're going to go forward, how do we talk to one another in a way that talks from here, from the true place, not from the voices in our head and learning those tools to talk to ourselves in a way that comes out of hiding and talk to each other in that way. And then you can keep going. So hopefully that example illustrates how our brains can be telling us one thing, but our whole drive, our whole something intrinsic in us is telling us something else. And, and it, like I said, it can be flipped. Maybe your brain is saying, this person is so beautiful. They're so rich. They're so this, they're so that. But your whole being below your head is like, oh, I don't know. This doesn't feel right. Listen to that voice. I tell a story in the book, The Guidance Groove, about my friend Chris, who's a Navy SEAL. And he, a former Navy SEAL, um, he led a team in Iraq years ago on a day when they were attacked. And, and he said throughout that whole day, everyone got out safe because he followed his instinct and intuition the entire day. Yeah, he's a really highly trained person. But then, you know, years later, when he met a woman who he really wanted to date, who was beautiful and rich and all of the things, his whole self was screaming, she's never going to learn to trust me. It's never going to work out. And I said, well, Chris, why did you listen to your spidey sense, he calls it, when your people are literally shooting at you, 
but you ignored it when this beautiful woman was wanting to be with you. And he said, I don't know. And that's the trick, right? We, we, we listen to our stories rather than what our bodies, what our emotions, what our feelings are telling us. And those are good data. You got to collect those data and listen to them. Um, so I hope that answered your question. Yes. Let's talk about tapping in to that intuition and, and some of those tools, because it is interesting. I, I feel like personally in my life and, and kind of what you described with your friend, Chris, is there's some areas where it's pretty easy and intuitive for me to to do what feels good. I, I live in Costa Rica, raising our daughter, co-parenting with, with Sarah, who produces the show, and it feels super aligned. And I've always been able to follow that path of doing what feels good and accessing the intuition. When it comes to relationships, to go with the example of your friend, it's a lot harder. I feel like maybe it's just because there's more evolutionary mechanisms going on. Like you could just start with beauty, you know, and whatever it is, it's subjective. But that I feel like has such a strong pull. And it's like, wow, I'm really drawn to this person and they're beautiful. And then you get to know them. And early on, we can get to know a person, but we don't really know them. And then a relationship progresses. And then there can be just cognitive dissonance. We we want them to be this beautiful person that we thought they were in the beginning. And it, it's so much more complicated than just like for me, I love surfing. I know how it feels in my body. And I've set up my life to maximize that feeling and and doing that. And it's kind of pretty cut and dry. But when you add this dynamic element of relating with another human, and, and let's say, keep it in the romantic context, it can become a lot harder. So what are some things that, that we can do to tap into that intuition and to also, you know, yeah, like combining that with the logical mind, because the intuition, that body feeling is like, wow, we have passionate sex and, and I'm really attracted to this person. But man, they're, they're hypercritical. And so we can overlook those other things. And yeah, there's obviously lots of examples, but I think that that might not be super uncommon for people to find themselves in this push and pull between the, the logical brain and in our intuition or or the good hormones that are pulling us towards a person. I think that's a really good point. So I teach evolution and ecology at UC San Diego. And one of the things we talk about is sexual selection, right? So there is a huge evolutionary component that's multifaceted, that's pushing us to make babies. That's just how it is. Um, if you've read anything about Darwin, you understand the survival of the fittest. And one of the things that I find so interesting, there's this um, to, to speak to your evolutionary point, there's a, um, an, a a really great study that came out that demonstrated that if you, if this is for for couples who are heterosexual couples, if you find if a woman finds a male's scent, their smell pleasing, then you know they want to mate with them, right? And it turns out that that smell is related to your immune complex, some genetic features that that are um, illustrating your, your immunity. And the more pleasant a man smells to a woman, the more disparate his immune complex is to yours. So if you make a baby, that baby's going to inherit a, an entire double suite of immunity factors that will make that baby stronger. So it's not that you think the smell is delicious of that man. It's that you will make stronger babies with that man. And that's why he smells delicious, right? So if someone smells unattractive to you, then you probably have really similar immune 
complex is and it's not going to make us strong enough as, as strong of a baby. And so there are all these data. So we have those things happening that we can't escape because we're animals or <laughs> mammals. We have them. We have attraction. Somebody that you see, you're just instantly attracted to them. And that is completely understandable. And it's totally fine to follow those urges, right? It's fun. It's it's interesting. It's good. If you want to have something that moves one step further than those human mammal instincts, then we as human mammals also have other things that we can tap into, including this intuition. So it's not my intuition that's making a man smell good to me. It's my biology, right? And maybe in your early 30s, you're thinking, oh, this is my last chance to have a child if you're a woman. I got to get married. So you've, you, there's all these logical pressures as to why you want to do these things to have babies. But if you can recognize that those are things happening to you and navigate your choices with that knowledge, that's just as good as having knowledge about your brain lying to you. It's not your biology lying to you. It's your biology just giving you cues to move forward that might not necessarily lead to the most fulfilling experience for the long term. And I'm not saying, and and the other good thing about living in your guidance groove and experiencing all this stuff is you make choices. We make choices a billion times a day, right? And if you if you miss the mark, which we all do, constantly, it's no big deal. You can just go quiet your mind again, go back inside, find find the next way forward, do the next right thing and 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 keep moving. Um, and so when people are thinking about relationships, they might they might be sad. So say, so my husband and I, we divorced, right? So some might say, well, that was a mistake. Absolutely not. That experience of being in relationship with him, the hardness, the reward, the child we made, who we just adore, all of that is amazing. And and this person I get to have in my life, not in a romantic way, but in a familial, co-parenting, deeply loving, supportive way, I wouldn't trade that for anything, right? And 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 the guidance to leave my marriage was also just as loud. I was bicycling in Australia. And I hear this voice, it's okay to leave your marriage now. Ah, huge relief. I went home, talked it all out with my mom and we ended our marriage the next day. <laughs> and, you know, we worked through it all and it was fine. And and so, and then same with my friend, Chris, it, it didn't end up working out. Was that a mistake? Absolutely not. He learned he could trust his instinct sooner next time. Maybe next time it won't take a few years for him to realize that his instinct at the beginning was was right on. Maybe it'll take four months or four minutes or whatever. And so with every time you enter into a relationship with someone, pay attention. What's happening in my brain? What's happening with my biology? What's happening with that deeper, undefinable voice that my guidance stems from, that wisdom, that that deep-seated truth that we all carry within us and have access to. What are all of my parts? What are the data? What's the data coming from all of my parts? Write those down. Then go into relationship with the person and see what parts of me were guiding me most truly. What parts of me? Write it down. You know, so you have a record. So then after a year, you can go back and say, what did my guidance really say about this person? Was I right on? Was I off? Et cetera. 
And in my book, I set it up so that I give example, I I set it up so that there's four unproductive grooves that people trick themselves into believing their inadequacy, obligation, scarcity, and unworthiness. And for each one of those, I tell a story of a person and how they experience their inadequacy and how they recognize their inadequacy and how they escape from it. And I give lots of examples of the fear motivator. What's the fear motivator behind you feeling inadequate? What's the ego component? What's the self-talk brain messages you're telling yourself that build your story of inadequacy? How do you, when you, and when you can recognize yourself in these patterns, then you can be like, wait, I'm just acting from my inadequacy groove. I can quiet that space, go into myself and find my guidance groove and then make the choice from there instead of the brain patterns. And it's for relationships. It's for your work. It's for your friendships. It's for your parental, your children. It's for familial, all those relationships. And the most important relationship I think that it can work for is the one with yourself. So once you come out of hiding from yourself and admit when you're stuck in these unproductive grooves, then you can start to enact ways that that bring you into a more fine-tuned alignment with not the false mental stories, but your true guidance groove that I call it. Um, and it works, like I said, for relationships with intimate partners and relationships with every single human that you come into contact with. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. Hey, Love Tribe. I just want to ask you a few questions. I want to know why you guys are here. Are you here because you want to stop bickering with your partner? Do you want to feel truly heard? Are you looking for ways to reignite your sex life? Or do you want to feel more emotionally connected with your partner? And let's not forget about the fun. Do you long for those fun, giggly moments at the beginning of your relationship? Over the last decade of hosting this podcast with Chase, these have been our top questions. And we get it. We've been there. And that's why we created Spark My Relationship course, because we wanted to put the tools to unlocking a fulfilling relationship right in your hands. So we're offering this course, Spark My Relationship, for only $100 until April 6th. In less than 90 days, this self-paced course will help you create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner, all while having fun doing it. We've collaborated with over 15 psychologists and therapists to bring you the strategies that marriage therapists teach their clients. This offer is only going to last until Saturday, April 6th. So head on over to our website, sparkmyrelationship.com and use the code FLASH24 at checkout to get the course for only $100. That's nearly 60% off and it won't last. The sale ends April 6th. That's sparkmyrelationship.com and use the code FLASH24 to get our course for only $100. Hey, Love Tribe. I have just a few questions for you. I want to know why you are here listening to the podcast. Are you here because you want to stop bickering with your partner? and you want to feel truly heard? Or are you looking for ways to reignite your sex life? Or do you want to feel more emotionally connected with your partner? 
Or do you just long for those fun, giggly moments of connection that you used to have at the beginning of your relationship? Well, over the last decade of hosting this podcast, those were the main reasons people tuned into the show. And we get it. We've been there. So we created our course, Spark My Relationship, because we wanted to put those tools to unlocking a fulfilling relationship right in your hands. We're offering $100 off our course, Spark My Relationship, which is a self-paced course designed to help you create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner and have an amazing time doing it. We've collaborated with over 15 therapists and psychologists to bring you the strategies that marriage therapists teach their clients. So to unlock this special offer of our course, our listeners can visit sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock to get $100 off. That's sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. Let's talk a little bit about those unproductive grooves. Maybe if you could just highlight each of them. And I think that'd be super valuable for people to, to recognize, hey, I'm, I'm in this and this is what it's doing to me. First, I'll just say that every single, all the four unproductive grooves are all just garbage you tell yourself. So just keep that in mind. So if you are stuck in the unproductive groove of inadequacy, you believe you're actually inadequate for whatever task is before you. And because you're afraid that your inadequacy will be exposed, you enact behaviors to protect that exposure from happening, to to block it off. So maybe you're a bully and you just kind of bully other people to to move the attention away from your potential inadequacies on, onto other people's. Or maybe you claim victim status. You know, I would be so much better if only they didn't do this or only if, if only my love partner was sexier or less lazy or not so mean or whatever. And, and it's really believing that you are inadequate. You don't have enough to give. You don't have enough to complete whatever is before you. And so when you have that belief and you're acting from that belief, it's going to come out in all kinds of behaviors that are not in alignment with who you truly are, right? Because you're just afraid you're inadequate all the time. And it's sometimes you might be inadequate to a task. Maybe someone's going to ask you to climb a mountain and you're like, I'm not ready for that. I need to train for a year. I need to. So it's realizing when you are actually inadequate for something and then going toward whatever would make you get the training or learn to surf or whatever it is you need to do. But it's also recognizing, no, I'm perfectly adequate for this task. I'm just believing that I'm not. And then obligation. Obligation is interesting. There's a couple things happening there. You can feel obligated to be doing something. So say you're in a relationship and you've been in a long-term relationship and maybe you know, you're the you're sharing children with them and you feel obligated to stay in that relationship even though you you know it's not right for you, but you're you're the breadwinner or whatever it is, you feel obligated to stay. And there's a second component to obligation in that you're getting your self-worth from staying and fulfilling that obligation, that false obligation, because it's giving you something. It's giving you something. I'm the martyr here. I'm obligated to stay here. I don't like it. It's not good for me, but I'm doing it because it's the best thing for everyone else. And and you get to have this martyr status, which gives you some elevation, gives your ego, your self-worth some elevation. But when you realize that you're acting from false obligation and you're not listening to your truest self, 
you realize that you're in something that that you should move on from. And then scarcity happens when we're surrounded by abundance. Maybe it's love or money or job opportunities. And yet we still believe we don't have enough. And that if we don't grasp every potential resource, it's going to be taken from us. So we move through life in this this pattern of scarcity belief. When you look around, you're like, wait a minute, my needs are met. I do have enough love. And it's kind of quieting that mindset and realizing what's actually true. And then the last one is the unworthy groove. And this is when you actually believe that you're not worthy for the most basic human goodnesses on the planet. You're not worthy for a good love partner. You're not worthy enough for good sex. You're not worthy enough for a good job. You don't deserve to have people who love you or friends. And that can come from all sorts of things. And it's a it's a fear that the shame you carry will be exposed. And the shame could come from something that happened to you as a child or something you did. And it's the guidance groove. It's not about losing these things or perfecting yourself or changing your personality or stopping the thoughts. It's about realizing when the thoughts aren't true more quickly. So you're not going to change your personality. You're not going to quiet your thoughts. We think a bazillion thoughts a day, right? Those thoughts are still going to come, but can you recognize when they're lying to you? Everyone for the scarcity group, excuse me, the unworthy group, everyone is worthy to be here. Everyone is worthy for the very basic things that are available to us in life. And to believe otherwise might require you to get some extra help therapy for getting rid of whatever is causing you to feel that unworthiness, that shame that might have been put upon you when you were a child. Um, So yes, it's not about being perfect. It's not about... Um, a perfect, beautiful life. It's about just recognizing when these thoughts are tripping you up and allowing yourself to quiet down and reach deeper and go into that more feeling, like I said, undefinable place to hear that voice. That's beautiful. And and it really resonates the the fact that it's not about perfection to, to what you said earlier about how we frame something that we did as a mistake or not. Like you said, your your marriage that ended, it was not a mistake. You learned, you created a beautiful child. And, and I could say the same for myself. You know, my uh, Sarah and I are divorced. We co-parent. I don't have a single regret in any of the decisions that I, that I made. I learned a lot. And there's some things I would do differently going forward. But I think that's an important part of all of this is that it you don't have to make every decision perfectly. And how we frame our decisions is is so important. Because if you're hard on yourself and you're like, no, I got to be perfect. Oh, I made a mistake. I I didn't listen to my intuition. It's like, no, maybe I didn't listen at the time. I did eventually make the decision. Next time I'll be able to take that information and maybe make the decision a little bit earlier or not. But it's life is not like this perfect linear path that we just go from one to the next. And it's a winding maze. And and I think if we recognize that and fundamentally the belief that we are worthy and some of the other negative grooves that you mentioned, then then that's really what it's all about, not about being perfect. Yes. And I'm going to take what you just said and, and take it even a step further. This idea of making mistakes or even good and bad. Let's think about this idea. What if nothing is mistake? It's By, Byron Katie calls it earth school, right? 
we are all constantly learning, right? And in my experience, I am constantly learning to be more in touch with what I call my guidance. I have a list in the book of what people might call this Buddha nature, spidey sense, intuition, God, spirit, universe, whatever you want to call it, that thing, that voice that's that's presenting an opportunity for us to live in the flow of our life and not be trying to control our lives and manipulating our lives and judging our lives. Maybe there are no mistakes. Maybe you have to do whatever you just chose to do because you won't learn whatever it is, your soul, your spirit, whatever it is needs to learn unless you do that thing. So the tools I'm presenting are not to say, don't listen to your thoughts, be better. It's to say, give yourself the opportunity to tune in with whatever is there for you, whatever wisdom is there for you to help you flow with what is. And if something happens that's quote unquote terrible, before you go into the stories, maybe go deeper into that wisdom and find how it might not be terrible. Find how it might be this amazing gift from the universe. Oh, wow, I really needed that kick in the teeth. So I would learn to trust my freaking guidance. You know, does that make sense? So these aren't mistakes that we're making as humans. These are our ways to learn to trust, to learn to listen to that guidance and then trust it. And I tell you, I've written a whole book about it and I have to remind myself all the time, oh wait, less Carolyn, more guidance. Less Carolyn, more guidance. And for those of you who can't see, I'm pointing to my brain when I say less Carolyn and then, you know, my heart when I say more guidance. And I still have to remind myself, oh yeah, I can just go with this flow and I don't have to control this outcome. I don't have to view it as a mistake. And again, like I say in the book, if you think you've made a choice that doesn't feel in the highest alignment with your truest self, that I call missing the mark, and you just try again. <laughs> you just, and the more you're out of hiding, the more you're in alignment, the more you're authentic, the more it becomes unbearable to not be in alignment, to not be in your authentic flow. It honestly becomes unbearable. And you get to this point where more often than not, you're following the flow because to not do it makes you feel scrunchy or your your insides feel in turmoil or you get hunched or something's off. And when you can when you can find those messages, those data points from your body, your emotions, yourself, and learn to trust them and follow them, then this whole process of quieting the mind and feeling deep and trusting it becomes easier and easier and easier. But again, it's not about perfection. <laughs> it's just about getting to a place where you can quiet the mind a little bit more, a little bit quicker, et cetera. Well, Carolyn, I think that is a beautiful place to to wrap up. We could go on for, for days about this, but I think we, we laid a beautiful foundation. You laid a beautiful foundation for some things uh, that we can think about. And uh, yeah, it, it's it's our life's work. You know, it, it's not, okay, I, I listened to this podcast and figured it out. Like you said, you wrote a book on it and you're constantly in that practice and, and, and it's a daily practice. It's a moment to moment practice. So thank you so much for sharing with us. Before we wrap up, can you tell our listeners where they can find you online, more about your book? And if there's anything that we skipped over or maybe you want to emphasize and then we'll say goodbye. Sure. I just first, I want to emphasize that everyone listening, be kind to yourself. 
love yourself, go deep in yourself and know that if you don't have a person in your life who is loving to you, who can speak to you about these matters in a way that you trust and love, just do that for yourself. Love yourself. You are carrying around the perfect spark of being. Every single thing alive has that perfect spark of being. And that's what's speaking to you. That's your wisdom. That's your truth. That's your authenticity. That's your guidance groove. Everyone has it. I promise. I promise. And what Chase just said is so important. This is a moment by moment by moment, every single day, way of flowing with your life. It's 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 just a moment by moment choice and decision. Um, and yes, people can find me um, at the guidance. It's guidancegroove.com or carolyncurley.com or um, at the UC San Diego website. Um, I have a science life. I have this life. <laughs> They're merged together. I teach this this as a seminar at UC San Diego for biology students. Um, I teach it online for certain groups that I've worked with. And um, I love this. And the book, like I said, is called The Guidance Groove and it's Escape Unproductive Habits trust your intuition and be true. It's all about authenticity and, and quieting those voices. So, yeah. We'll, we'll have those links in our show notes and on our website. And thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show today. Sounds great. Thank you so much for having me. It was wonderful. Thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. As always, all the links to the guest as well as any of their recommendations will be in the show notes page. You can find the link to that in the episode description or by going to idopodcast.com. Click on the podcast tab up at the top and you will have access to all the episodes that we've ever done. There are over 300 of them. Uh, And while you're on our website, if you haven't checked out our free 14-day happy couple challenge, we really hope you do. It's a free email challenge that we send to you. It's 14 days of fun, easy, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And if you're looking for something that provides a little more help with working on your relationship, whether it's improving intimacy or communication with your partner or just bringing the spark back, we would love for you guys to check out our online course, Spark My Relationship. We're offering $100 off to all of our listeners if you go to sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. We've worked with over 15 psychologists and therapists to create the real life tools and strategies that they are teaching their clients. So we wanted to give them to you. It's a self-paced online course that can be done in as little as a month or up to three months. You can really decide how much or how little you want to do with your partner or maybe just yourself. So we hope you guys check that out. It's sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. Have a great day. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.